Well, hello, everybody. It's Eric Paulson live on your radio, and this is the Cabin Podcast, episode 84. I'm using my radio disc jockey voice for reasons we're going to tell you shortly. But first, I have to introduce all of us. First of all, my name is Eric Paulson, head of the show behind the studio with the dials and the wheels. (laughs) And over here is Audio Dave, our engineer. Hello. And our producer through the window, Susan Foch. Hi, Susan. How you doing, babe? Well, the virtual window. The virtual window. Sounds good. (laughs) And fellow radio guy and our guest in the Cabin Podcast today who's going to be talking to us about Oktoberfest in lacrosse. Let us have a big warm welcome for Kelly Wild, everybody. What a great, big, beautiful day, Eric. Oh, Kelly, good to talk to you, man. Got a radio voice going on. Talking Gemitlikite, ein Prosit, it's Oktoberfest. I don't know if I can oh, talk man. like that all the time. Wait till <laughs> we start. Wait. It's, been, it's been like 30 years <laughs> since we actually had to talk like that, you know? I know, and I <laughs> love it. Radio. I miss it. I miss it so bad. My, my, my biggest pet peeve, on your radio. Seriously, really? Where else would you be? Or on your <laughs> Thursday afternoon. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, man. Rocking the dock, shaking the lakes, reaching the beaches with red hot stacks of wax. This is the Cabin Podcast. Oh, my God. You got it down, man. You're taking me back. <laughs> Now you're going to throw in some Gary Newman the ca- cars, and we're all going to be all set. There we go. Or some off-Broadway. I'd, I'd love to play that, there too. There we go. Right? Oh, yeah. Actually, I use this for my other podcast intro. I should probably turn it down. All right, Dave. Hit us up with your regular. All right. First of all, the cabinet is present, uh, presented okay. by Wisconsin Counties Association. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> you can go back to your podcast voice. That's that's okay. I, I'm going to go back and forth now. You know, it's a foregone conclusion. This week Stuck we're in featuring your head. Dodge Stuck County. <laughs> Dodge County, just a little bit northwest of Milwaukee, a little bit northeast of Madison. About 88,000 residents. Beaver Dam, of course, the county seat. Early on, county created in 1836, named after then-territorial governor Henry Dodge. So the county seat of Beaverdam was originally named Victory, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. County seat is not Beaverdam. The largest city is Beaverdam. I'm screwing ah. up already with about yeah, 15,000 people. The county seat is Juno. It was originally named Victory. Now, okay, why did they change in, that? That's a good name. I know. Victory is a great name. There actually <laughs> is a tiny little town called Victory right near the Mississippi River. South of down by us. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yep. Nice. And um, it was changed to honor Solomon Juno's family. And Solomon Juno is the one who founded Milwaukee. The first one who also fled Milwaukee for the suburbs. He founded uh, the <laughs> village of Theresa, which he named after his mother, uh, which, of course, is a little town now in Dodge County where you can find Widmer's Cheese and a lot of cool little shops. Horicon Marsh National Wildlife Refuge, the largest freshwater cattail marsh in the United States, primarily located in Dodge County. Great place for birding. And uh, it's funny, Dodge County, a lot of sizable cities all on the border of the county, part in one county, part in another. Uh, you're talking Wapun, which is also in Fond du Lac County, Hartford, also in Washington County, Watertown, much of which is in Jefferson County, and Columbus, which is also in Columbia County. So lots of towns say, on the fringe. Do you say Wapun? Uh, I've always heard it. I've always heard it as Wapun. Now I'm yeah. quite Wapun, Wapun, either I'm with right. Dave on this Right one. in. <laughs> okay, Wapan. 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 It's also in Fond du Lac County. <laughs> and uh, also very close to the Fond du Lac County line and the Dodge County line is uh, Quad Graphics, which is the largest printing plant in the Western Hemisphere. That is in wow. Dodge County also. And uh, another cheesy note, brick cheese was first developed in Dodge County by Swiss immigrant cheesemaker John Jossie. And the first brick cheese factory in the United States opened in Watertown, lasted till 1943. So that is all of your cool info on Dodge County. 
Very Love nice. It. And the cabin is also presented by Jolly Good Soda. Ready? One, two, three. Ah. Woo! Ooh. Okay, Audio I'm Dave's a- favorite sound moment. I'm so much more afraid when it's my own home gear that it could spray on. <laughs> That's so fair. I got, and- I got to be honest. It was really difficult not to drink this can that was waiting for me in my fridge because I made brats <laughs> for lunch. And it Ooh. just felt like I needed to have the jolly good with it. That's fair. Well, I'm very excited. This is going to be a treat only for our YouTube listeners. So go back there. I decided to be very on theme today. And this Ooh. is how I'm going to drink my jolly good. Your for the audio audience, Susan has wow. produced a authentic looking German Stein it to is. drink her jolly good out of. It was my grandfather's when he owned a bar cool. outside of Chicago. <laughs> so Holy it is cow, that's authentic awesome. as I can get. Very anyway, nice. so I just decided to blend our two themes today. This should be should have been my transition, but the cabin is also presented by Jolly Good Soda, <laughs> which is available in six and twelve packs in select flavors at Festival Foods, Woodman, Sendex, Piggly Wiggly, Triggs, and Quality Foods. And if you can't find Jolly Good at your local store, I want you to march up to the manager and you're like, dude, this is how you make old fashions with a diet sour power, or if you're Eric, you've got a regular sour power. And you're like, this is what I need. How can you? Uh, we're in Wisconsin. How can you withhold the perfect old fashioned from me? So please go get Jolly Good. So in this <laughs> situation, you already have Jolly Good, but are bringing it to the store that you want to buy more from. No, you're just you're just asking for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was a bad painted picture. I, I, whatever. Susan, I like the withhold too. How dare you withhold Jolly Good from? How me? dare you withhold yeah. Jolly Good from us? Anyway, and if mm. also once again you're looking on YouTube, so you can tell from my can that. There's also available in diet soda, which is zero calories, zero carbs, zero sugars. It's the perfect way to enjoy a very low-calorie, no-calorie beverage. Um, and make sure that you can also stay up to date on Facebook, Instagram, and their Twitter accounts at Jolly Good Soda for fun promotions. And you may or may not, probably not, drink your Jolly Good out of a stein. So, And I'll tell you this, the regular Sour Power, really good. It's not overwhelmingly sweet either. It's got mm-hmm. a good, good balanced flavor to it. I love it. I love it. Very nice. Mm. And... And with this, I'm going to um, Kelly. How do I how do I cheers you properly in the Oktoberfest world? Ein Prosit. <gasps> and an Ein Prosit to Dave to introduce our actual like to do the formal introduction for our guest and our campfire conversation. There we go. Wow, so, listeners, Wisconsin is home. <laughs> Wisconsin <laughs> is home to such a rich history of culture, traditions, and amazing events to enjoy throughout the year. And while we all love our fair share of different types of festivals, I know we just talked about Summerfest and celebrations from fall festivals, cheese festivals, the state fair, holiday light shows, snowmobiling championships, etc. There's nothing quite like tipping your hat to our German heritage in Wisconsin with a good old Oktoberfest celebration. And specifically, when you think Oktoberfest in Wisconsin, you think of Oktoberfest in La Crosse mm-hmm. because it's the longest running Oktoberfest in the entire Midwest, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we needed to sit down with the president of their organization, Kelly Wild. Uh, to get all the details about this awesome time that you can have every year out in lacrosse. So, Kelly, welcome to the cabin, and thank you for joining us. Oh, guys, thank you so very much. It's always an opportunity. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, and just an opportunity to uh, uh, to meet you guys in the chat and, and to talk Oktoberfest USA and lacrosse. Yeah. We are so excited. Oh, my gosh. So... 
Honestly, I think we have to start it with the history of Oktoberfest. Can you give us a quick synopsis of how, like, where it all started for you guys and how it kind of grew to this massive size that it is? Oh, Susan, you bet. It started back in, um, there's a bunch of uh, community leaders that came together in, like, 1961, and they wanted to, to come up with a, this community-wide activity because they haven't had one since, like, like, they had a winter carnival in, like, 1921, and then the city basically did nothing. Uh, so they all got together and, and built it around uh, some of the other areas, like, uh, you know, there's the, uh, the, the St. Paul Winter Carnival is going on, Aquatennial. And there's all these uh, um, festivals that were, that were near us, but none of them really, you know, grabbed onto that tradition that they wanted to grab it to. So they, in 1921, they decided, we're, or 1961, I'm sorry, they decided we're going to have a festival. And since at that time, G. Highland Brewing Company was the big um, <laughs> industry in lacrosse they, they built it around beer and, and why not um and they, they they tied it in with the you know the the autumn the changing of the seasons and so they kind of wanted it to be uh kind of like a relief valve um when you're coming out of summer before you get into winter and they thought what a better way to get together with your friends uh cheer on some gamit lakite uh fill up your stein and just and toast the traditions of 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 uh, of, uh, of German and, and the traditions of, of how important beer was uh, in the city of Lacrosse. Yeah, the world's largest six pack is right there at the old Still there. Brewing. Love it. And I've, I've been to the Oktoberfest in Lacrosse. It's phenomenal. And it is one of the largest in the country. I think it's the largest in the Midwest, but where, where does it rank? Um, I think of... it, it's, it's the largest in the Midwest. There, there are larger ones. I think Cincinnati and Denver are, are both larger. Uh, I don't know mm. if they've been around as long. I know we're, we're uh, this is year number 60 since we had decided to take uh, take last year off. But uh, I, know, I know it's the largest one in the Midwest. I do have a question about something you said in your uh, description there, Kelly, which is I need to understand what the word, and I'm going to screw it up. Glumukite? Uh, yeah, uh, I can't do it. Glumukite. Yep, nailed it. I screwed that up. What does this mean, Kelly? I need to know. Uh, Gemidlikite is, uh, um, it, it's, it just, it's not really, um, it, it means it's good cheer is what it means. So if you, 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 you say to somebody, Gemidlikite, you're conveying, uh, like a feeling of warmth or, or friendliness or, or just good cheer. So there's nothing, it's like, it's like a greeting, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, it doesn't really mean anything, but if I said Gemidlikite to you, you would say Gemidlikite back. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a formal greeting. Or informal like greeting a when you got a, when you got a brat in your hand or something like that. So. Perfect. Very I like nice. it. Now, the uh, grounds actually are pretty close to downtown and the river and everything. It's, it's a lot of fun. And actually, sometimes it takes place on two sections, right? Yep. We, had, we, had a, we have a south side grounds and the north side grounds. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, years ago, they were, we, we ran them both. Uh, they both had uh, uh, beer gardens. They both had uh, live music and activities going around. But now it's, kind of, it's got to the point now where just, you know, the advancement of time has gotten us. We're down to the south side grounds or the downtown fest grounds. And the north side we use just for the carnival. So the carnival is more of that family type area that we have. Um, so now most of most all the activities are on on downtown on the south side grounds. And it, it it is a heck of a lot of fun because you have a lot of live bands. You can really get into the culture of everything too. Uh, let's let's go over just some of the entertainment options. Uh, live music, as you said, um, we have a, a lot of Midwest bands, a lot of bands from Wisconsin that we are performing. Um, there there are contests. There's something we, we have leader hosing games. Uh, we have Stein holding contests. Um, Hammerschlagen, of course, is huge uh, around the, the German-type folk. Uh, we, we started doing a heritage tent because we, we wanted to make sure to, to keep that German influence and the German tradition. So uh, two years ago, we started a heritage tent, and that's, uh, that's polka constantly. 
So it's polka from the beginning. It opens until it ends. We also have a gentleman there that uh, that teaches polka. So basically, he's there all weekend, and his job is to teach you how to polka. So That's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. People just like wander it. into the tent, wondering what's going on, and pretty soon they end up polka in half the day away. So uh, it means our, our job is complete. I have a distinct feeling the accordions per capita will be higher in lacrosse oh. that weekend than anywhere else. Oh, and, and some darn good ones, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, I also want to talk a little bit about for people, especially going for the first time, we need to cover Fest Basics, which is what the heck are people wearing at Lacrosse Oktoberfest? The traditional stuff is uh, uh, the ladies wear what's called a dirndl, which is the German dress with the apron, and the uh, the men wear the lederhosen, which is uh, which is the uh, the leather shorts with the suspenders, uh, and then it's usually a white shirt or a checkered shirt and a hat. And then uh, the, the ladies, of course, apron would match their dirndl. So basically it's dirndls and it's lederhosen is the way it goes. Oh and there's God. nothing like putting on the leather shorts again, I tell you. <laughs> I, 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 I wore leather pants back in the weird, 80s. I wore leather context. pants back in the 80s. I looked really cool. Now I'm just like some frumpy guy wearing leather shorts. <laughs> but this time you don't have the members only jacket. That's, and that's oh, what that's right. <laughs> So does everyone oh dress that way who's going no. to the festival? No. Like yeah. you don't feel out of place if you if you no. don't own those things or no no no. Okay. Not you're just at all. you're just adding to it if you're dressed right. in that stuff. There are people that really get into it. Um and there's uh you, you see the ones that you know will will spend, you know, a lot of money on like a, a wool jacket which the gentlemen also wear for formal events and and those who just bought a costume and put it on. Uh it doesn't matter at all. You know, it's it's once again it's all it's all based on the word gimme like I just being friendly and, and sharing some cheer, and we don't we, we don't care what you're wearing. <laughs> and and I also heard that. Um, and full disclosure, I actually have never been to Oktoberfest, so oh, I'm, Dave, I'm not familiar. Get you there. I know. Uh, I'm I'm getting very excited talking about it. But um, I heard something about a royal family. What's this? What's the situation there? Oh uh, yes, and the Festmeisters. Yeah, and and that started back too. Back in in 1961, they thought that they needed someone to kind of act like the ambassador. Of um mm. of Oktoberfest, so they would go around to all the parades and all the the local uh, celebrations going on and spread their gemit lekai cheer. So we have a uh, we have our festmaster who is uh, who is nominated every year by the trustees who are past festmasters, and then he will reign for the entire year. Uh, he has his frau with him, and then there's a Mrs. Oktoberfest or a Mrs. O, which also uh, is part of the uh, the family. And back a long time ago, uh, it, it's changed so much. Back in the back in the uh, early 60s for the Mrs. O pageant, they actually had to do a demonstration of cooking back in the day. We actually had to bake something. So those days are thankfully are gone. Um, And that's the same way where people nominate them from the community. And uh, and most and a lot, you know a great majority of the people who are who are nominated to become Fest family do a lot of work in the community, do a lot of giving back to, to the city of Lacrosse and the surrounding area. Um, so you have your Fest master and Frau, you have your your Mrs. O with her Mr. O. Uh, and then each parade, we have two parades. We have the uh, the Maple Leaf Parade on Saturday, and then we uh, we wind things up uh, on uh, with the uh, with the Torchlight Parade, uh, or we start now with the Torchlight Parade and the Maple Leaf Parades on that Saturday. So we have a, a parade marshal for the Torchlight Parade, which basically represents the north side of Lacrosse, and then we have a parade marshal for the Maple Leaf Parade, which represents the south side of Lacrosse. So we have those two, and then we have a Miss Lacrosse uh, Miss Oktoberfest. Uh, that pageant that's come up, coming up in September. And then we have what's called the Special Fester uh, that started about 20 years ago that represents the the special needs population. 
Uh, and we actually have a special needs day where uh, the carnival is free for, for anyone who wants to come and, uh, and participate. So, so and then the, the president and his, his wife, and that makes up your, uh, your uh, Oktoberfest royal family. Wow. And I it, love it. it sounds like I'm kind of surprised to hear that these are pretty relevant in the community year round, right? It's not just during Oktoberfest, like these, uh, these positions are out in the community doing stuff year round. Oh, they're doing a, oh, Dave, they're, they're doing parades every weekend. They'll start the parade season, the, the, uh, the middle of May. And these okay. people are doing parades right up until the Oktoberfest parades. Cool. So it's, okay. it's, it's constant for them. And then, uh, then the, the royal family is escorted by the Grenadiers. So we have a Grenadier Corps that is these people that just just love the traditions of fest and, uh, and they'll, they'll deck out in their, uh, their leader hose and their dirndl, and then they're the official escorts of the royal family. Wow. So then they're also part of the, the ambassadors of, uh, of lacrosse and, and Oktoberfest. So the way I also understand it, because like Dave, I'm, a, I'm embarrassed to admit that I've never been to a Oktoberfest, but I have been to the Miss Lacrosse <laughs> Oktoberfest pageant multiple times and I always feel so very lost. I never know what people are like chanting <laughs> during that show. But <laughs> I watched like the whole royal family come in and out and I feel like am I correct to say that every year like that's the one royal family you all are together and then you yeah. do a full changing of the guard the next so like no one yep. carries over from year to year. Right. And the neat thing too is once you become Fest family, you're always Fest family. So mm -hmm. the Fest families that you have remains your Fest family forever. So it's kind of neat when you, like, like when we have the Fest Masters Ball that will be coming up, when we bring in our new Fest Master, you'll see all the older families will all get together and sit all together. So you'd have the Fest Master and his family from 2018 that'll be there all together. And, uh, and they continue, most of them just continue to be a part of each other's lives through Oktoberfest for, for years to come. That's so sweet. It's, oh got a really, it's got a really family, kind of dysfunctional family feel to it, but it, it works for <laughs> it. <so. laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Okay, so my next Fest Basic uh, question is, how do you sing a proper Ein Prosit? Okay, what you do is, you got to stick your thumb up in the air like you have your Stein, and okay. then it goes, it goes, Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit, Gemit Lekite. And then you repeat that, Ein Prosit, Ein Prosit. Gamit Lakite. Okay? So be I'm pro sit, I'm pro sit, gamit lakite. I'm pro sit, I'm pro sit, gamit lakite. And then they go eins, vi, dry, zupa. And always the grenadier general will say ziggy, zaggy, ziggy, zaggy. And everybody responds with an oi, oi, oi. So he'll do that twice. So he'll go ziggy, zaggy, ziggy, zaggy, oi, oi, oi. Ziggy, zaggy, ziggy, zaggy, oi, oi, oi. Prost. And that those are done. Those are done at the drop of a hat. Yeah. I yeah. 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 Done at the, the drop of a hat. We're, you're on prosin in everything. So. I've seen That's that awesome. happen. But everyone that I'm at always just seems to know exactly what's happening. Everyone stops. They drop what they're doing so they can put their thumb in the air. And yep. they always, and I just like sit there and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going and it's, on. And it's, and it's really funny because people. Is what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> people, uh, people will start like, will just like start an I'm prosit. And uh, if there's no, like, Grenadier General there or past Grenadier General, uh, nobody ziggy-zaggy, so they're like, eins, five, dry, zupa. And they're waiting <laughs> and nothing happens because no one's ever had to do it before. And it's not right unless, it, unless a Grenadier General or former Grenadier General does your ziggy-zaggies for you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they used to do that at the end of the man show on Comedy Central. Remember? Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Ziggy-zaggy, ziggy-zaggy, oi, oi. Oi, oi, oi. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, my nice. gosh. 
All right, and then my last uh, uh, fast basic question. Um, what is the deal with all of the buttons? So you have the leader hosing of the Durndal, and then I see people really decked out in their yeah. buttons and like some patches sometimes. So what is the story behind that? Every, uh, every member of the royal family has their own button. Okay. So part of it is that, oh. and every year everybody has their buttons and they keep their buttons. So no matter if you run into the uh, uh, the 2015 Festmaster, he's going to have one of his buttons. So the thing is, you, you collect buttons, and then when you go to other festivals, um, you you collect their button as well. So whatever festival you were at, you put that button on your jacket, and it gets hmm. to the point where what you want to do is try to fill up your jacket or your or your dirndl apron with buttons. Oh my gosh! Wow! So and every like you'll you'll see the grenadiers that are escorting have have a a button pouch with (laughs) like they'll say Festmaster and Mrs O on it, and then they carry the buttons for whatever royal family member they're escorting. Wow! So it's all it's all about just handing out the buttons and meeting people. That's awesome. This is a very intense festival, and I'm I really need to go this year. I need to experience it. (laughs) If you do go Friday, we do what's called the tapping of the golden keg, Mm. Uh, and that brings in anywhere from five to ten thousand people. We'll jam into that grounds, and it's unbelievable uh, what you'll see. People will people will take work out for it because it's just become such a tradition. And we bring up the Festmaster. You do many, 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 many I'm uh, mm-hmm. We do our, uh, you know, we celebrate the the military and we honor those fine people with uh, with their national anthems. And then they tap the they tap the golden keg, and uh, and then people make their way through and, and get a cup from the golden keg, and that's when the the festivities officially begin. I guess. How big wow. is the golden keg? <laughs> The golden keg is just a regular size keg of beer. Oh, <laughs> but it's regular. It's, it's gold half barrel, <laughs> and uh, and people just walk by and and we they we empty it out. So, wow, I was expecting so it's, it's, like a five story keg. Oh no, it's just a regular no, no. keg, but okay. those are hard to tap. <laughs> and that is, but just you, if you see them, uh, they'll, they'll do like an, an aerial photo, and it's it's massive how many people are there. Wow, and, yeah. uh, and it's just once again, it's just that feeling of gamilakite that spreads through the. Through the uh, through the whole the whole crowd. So Kelly, what is attendance roughly over the course of the whole thing? All um, it can go anywhere, Eric. From you know, a, t- a typical Saturday, we could have maybe I don't know uh, six thousand people coming in off the grounds. Uh, Friday, maybe a little bit more, just because of the uh, uh, the number of people that are there for the tapping, which happens at eleven in the morning. So you're talking you're talking a couple thousand people that are making their way through the grounds uh, at any one given time. Nice. Felt like more when I was there. It was so much freaking fun. It, it, it is. <laughs> well, going from ten such to a ten small to... area, but I, I would say, yeah, maybe maybe like six to eight thousand. Okay, is what you're looking at. And my numbers be way off depending on the year and stuff, but. And Susan, maybe it's only thousands. a couple hundred. We'll just say thousands of people. So. Yes, mm. many thousands. I always <laughs> anticipate everyone wearing Lederhosen. That's why. Yeah, I feel like someone in <laughs> jeans would feel really out of place. No, yeah, just no. that first year, and then you get you get That's in the right. spirit then, of then, it, then and you, you buy a costume. Get into it, or <laughs> sorry if costume isn't the right word. Yeah, I think this one outfit, time I called yeah. it a costume. A costume, and someone told me that was very offensive. So <laughs> yeah. I never made that mistake again. Because there are costumes, and then there are the authentic thing that you get from Germany. So gotcha. Oh my that's gosh. true. And the authentic thing is what they're really going for. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so what else? I mean, like when you're done with Oktoberfest weekend, I, I imagine you must just feel exhausted, but like so happy and that you just you know, you got this amazing experience. It's funny because people when you when you when you work Oktoberfest and you're on the board, it's a working board. So you meet you meet every month the entire year. 
Uh, when we hit May, we meet, we meet twice a month. And then when we hit September, we'll start meeting more to get the grounds ready and everything. And just it's, uh, it, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of people that have a passion for it. So once, once you get up to that, that opening day, you know, you have those, it's like anything. And if you've been doing it for years, you still have those, uh, you know, those opening night jitters. And then, but then it's, it seems like you don't stop. Once it starts Thursday, you're in constant motion till it ends on Sunday. And then, yeah, you just do that big sigh of relief and, and do one more I'm pro sit and one more Stein. And then uh, you, you start getting ready. You take a couple of days off and then you start getting ready for next year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. How many I'm pro do you do over the course of that week? Oh, my God. I don't know. So you see, and there are some <laughs> fest masters that, that, that do them all the time. And some of them are like, yeah, I'll do it here. And then probably, oh, my gosh. You're probably in the triple digits, I think, by the time you're all done. Hundreds. <laughs> we, we, oh I posted everybody and everything, you know? Wow. Oh, my God. There's so-and-so's cousin that came from Duluth. I'm pros. It, was just, <laughs> it, it, never, it never stops. I love it. Um, Kelly, is there anything else that we should know about Oktoberfest weekend? Anything we haven't asked you yet? Um, I th- it's just, you know, just experience as much of it as you can. Like there's mm-hmm. uh, the parades. We, we bring in, you know, Hundreds of thousands of people that line the streets for these. Par- the Maple Leaf Parade is just known, you know, throughout the country as just one of the elite parades of the uh, of the fall season. And uh, and experience as much as you can. You know, be be a part of the parade, be a part of the downtown area. Uh, take a part of the tradition because a lot of tradition is on display. Um, and just just kind of just feel what what everyone else is feeling uh, is a good way of doing it. You know, do it responsibly. And uh, and just kind of share everybody the, the feeling that's going on as far as the tradition of Oktoberfest because we're talking, you know, sixty years. And you think back to you know how many people have been on those grounds. You know, I remember going down there when I was in college back in the uh, back in the eighties. And you think of how many people were on those grounds doing the same thing that you're doing, uh, you know, when you're there. And so just just build off that tradition and enjoy it as much as it is you can, and meet as many of these royal families as you can as well because these people are a hoot. You gotta start collecting those buttons. Get those Get buttons, those buttons. <laughs> and you gotta play Hammerschlagen. Yeah. Hammerschlagen's fun. You you brought that up, Kelly. And does you gotta play know what Hammerschlagen is? Oh yeah, Hammerschlagen is when you uh, uh you try to pound that nail in, and it's it's with a hammer, but it's like the uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's 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 a a maul, but it's got the the pointed end on it, and it's a flat surface, so you try to pound a nail with it. It's it very hard to too. Do. It can hmm. spark. It can spark. It's very hard to do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and the more you celebrate Oktoberfest in your own style and way, it, it gets harder throughout the day. So just to <laughs> it's, a good, you know. it's a good workout with the hammer, and then you get more twelve to forty ounce curls with the there you stein go. and the beer. You try your hammer so, slogging again. It, it's not just a fun time; it's a healthy workout. It is. It is. <laughs> and it's a, it, we, we still we still promote the family aspect of it. You know, it isn't just one big huge party. There's a lot of family elements as well. You know, with, with the carnival and the uh, special fester, uh, special fester, and uh, and family zones we have along the parade route. So we, we try to still instill that that family aspect of it. But it is, uh, you know, it, it is a get together that uh, that celebrates the traditions of of what made lacrosse what it is, and that's you know, it starts off with uh, uh, the great brewery and the people that worked for it, and just you know how proud they were of lacrosse and what and what, how they wanted to introduce it to people. So it is, it is a great party with a lot of great tradition, and in a beautiful city, and the fall it colors is. will just be I kicking in. Mm. Yeah, and so right by the river and the bluffs, it's 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 a great place to be. It Nothing really better is. than you know, uh, you know, a great Oktoberfest day uh, with with the colors and just you know thousands of people just enjoying it. And this will be number sixty this year. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, it's been a uh, you know last year we you know like like the rest of the world we had we had to call it quits, but now you know as so far we're ready to go. 
So uh, uh, September 30th through October 3rd, we'll be uh, we'll be celebrating for the, the 60th year. Awesome. That's awesome. And people can learn more and follow along um, so that they're kind of up to date on stuff, both on Facebook, um, which is Oktoberfest LAX, or also on Instagram, which is just Oktoberfest LAX. And remember, and then there's also, a K uh, in October. That's yep. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I should have said that. Uh, it's okay. T-O, it's okay. T-O-B-E-R. Yeah. Um, and then OctoberfestUSA.com will give you all the details as far as scheduling and uh, and tickets and different things like that. So mm-hmm. we'll try to and keep we'll you up to date as much as we notes. can. Yeah. Sounds much better than okay. <laughs> much better. <laughs> that's gonna be, oh, that's, you know yes. what? That'll, that'll be our button for the 61st. All right. <laughs> and, you, and you will that's get... much better than okay. And we will give you props on it, too. Perfect. Appreciate much that. Much better than okay. And you can have the okay as part of Oktoberfest. Oh, my gosh, Dave. That's brilliant. <laughs> he didn't say royalties, Dave. He said props. So much better hey, than okay. I'll, I'll take props and a free beer. There you go. <laughs> we can do that. All right. Well, I feel like the best way to actually wrap up this interview is for all of us to grab our jolly goods, and I will grab my stein, and I feel like we need to do a prost to you, Kelly. <laughs> do you want to sing oh, no. it? Prost. Ooh, do we or just a prost? Do it for us. Oh, we can't, we can't ziggy-zaggy. We, we can't, can't ziggy-zaggy. Zaggy. Zaggy. We're all right. Do, okay, all wait. Right. One, two... Three. Prost. 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 Okay, guys. I thought it was Ein Prost. Ein Prost. Well, it, you, Prost is what you say when you just took your toast, but Ein Prost oh. is the song that leads you into the, the toast. All right. I got gotcha. you. So I actually yeah. was right on that. So, okay. Yeah, well, we screwed that bad. one up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn when we all go to Oktoberfest. So. We'll yeah. see Zoggy later, yeah. <laughs> we say yeah. Prost a lot, too, so. <laughs> all right. Well, thank Absolutely. you so much for joining us, Kelly. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Thank you guys so much for your time, and thanks for what you do for Wisconsin. A lot of us greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. We'll talk more radio stuff, too. We'll talk about radio. (laughs) All right. Take care. The hot wax will fall back. Well, that was fun. Now I want to do traffic and weather together on the 10s. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, it was so fun in our pre-show little meeting. Just, I felt like I was watching Eric on a play date. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> Those two and their radio knowledge just going back oh, years. Oh, they went to town. And that's where I was like, Dave, I was like, start recording this. It's too funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, that well, was he, super fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kelly's worked at a lot of stations, you know, several stations around the country and everything that I enjoyed and listened to and stuff like that. Yeah, He and I yeah. will have to get together and... He and I will be talking radio at some point. But yeah, we definitely need to get to Oktoberfest because yeah. he was. I'll bring I, my stuff. I don't think I ever realized what a great time I was missing. It is I a know. very fun time because, unlike y'all, I have been there. Yeah. And it is an absolute blast. Now, Susan, if you are the Durndal and bring the Stein, you bring are going to fit. You are going to fit that role so well. No one will yeah. ever know that I've never gone before. It'll be fantastic. So I, yeah. I'm just yep. saying, I, September 30th, I think you like, cabin listeners can know where to find us. So <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, but we do have a very special message about, um, you know, September, early October. It's still a very sunny time, right, Eric? It is a sunny, wonderful time. But, of course, you can still get a nice tan, and that means you need sunscreen. So... Uh, if you're going to Oktoberfest or even the beach, I mean, we still have some nice warm days here, you know, when you go into September and even into October, got to keep protecting yourself from the sun's rays. They're still really strong. They permeate clouds, car windows, home windows. So wear some SPF no matter what if you plan on getting out there because we may not always see the sun, but the sun always sees us. 
That's dun, really creepy. Dun, dun. <laughs> okay, but you, once again, the radio voice had to come back out for that, so I appreciate um, it. Well, I had to make it more dramatic. <laughs> so unless you're in the basement, it's a good idea to have some SPF on if you're running around, even in the fall. And for uh, another sponsor, let's throw it to Alternate Susan with uh, Focus me. on Energy. Take it away, Alternate Susan. <laughs> All right, cabin listeners. So today we're going to do something a little bit different when we talk about our friends at Focus on Energy, which was actually bringing in a friend from Focus on Energy. Ron Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We love working with Focus on Energy and talking about all the different things that you guys do to you know, help Wisconsin stay more green and more sustainable. So really quickly, could you actually sum up what Focus on Energy is and does and what your mission is for the state? For sure. So most people, when they hear Focus on Energy, they think it is, oh, you know, I get the rebates uh, on my uh, energy bill or I can get the energy bundles and all that. But there's a lot more to it. And nobody wants to have to build new energy plants, whether it is coal or nuclear or, you know, of course, hydroelectric plants. Um, and so what Focus on Energy started 20 years ago was the push to change how all of us in the state use our electricity and natural gas and beyond that. And so it, it, residential side, for when you live in your home and you put in your new LED lights and said, yes, you're saving energy. And there's a lot of stuff that you can do in your home and focus on energy would even send a person, an auditor, an engineer, an electrical engineer to your home to tell you, here's all the things you can do to save energy in your own home and save money on your own bill. And on the business side, they use focus on energy to reduce their carbon footprint in the state and reduce how much energy they're using all across the state. And on, so on the business side, when we're talking about paper plants, that's a big one. Uh, how much energy they're using to produce everything that goes out, almost all of the plants because they're using Wisconsin utilities, they can get incentives from Focus on Energy. And those incentives help reduce the cost of what they're purchasing and their bills. So in the end, what we are doing at Focus on Energy is making sure that we are reducing the carbon footprints and energy usage, but we are also ensuring that jobs stay around. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Because if plants need to get shut down uh, because, you know, we're, we're running out of, you know, energy, or if um, we don't start to shift towards what needs to happen with the environment, Focus on Energy is trying to get us all there. And so it's a hard concept to understand. But in the end, we just want everyone to think about how much energy are they using? And here are ways that you can use less every single day. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's such a unique focus, but so incredibly important to not just like our state, but the entire world. So I love what you guys are doing. What is the single best thing that Wisconsinites can do to just live a more green, sustainable lifestyle and also cut down on their carbon footprint? That's a great question. And for many uh, people, especially um, families with kids, and I've noticed this um, and my parents used to yell at me, but your lights, like you don't need them on all the time. And even if you're in a room now and you're looking at screens, there was always this old thing, oh, you're, you know, you're going to lose your eyesight if you don't have a light and stuff like that. You don't really technically need your lights on. So that's an easy, easy way. You know, Ron, last but not least, we've been talking a lot with cabin listeners about the free energy packs that Focus on Energy offers. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where people can get their own free pack? 
So this is something that everybody uh, asks us about. You can go to focusonenergymarketplace.com and once a year, you can get a free energy pack. And there's four uh, different kinds. And so one of the ones that is very popular, a shower head, lights, insulation tape, and then one of the lower ones, because once you get those, like next year, do you really need more of that? You can just start getting LED light bulbs. And it's a package of a bunch of different uh, light bulbs. And you, we all know that the LEDs can be expensive. But remember, again, they don't burn out as quickly as our old light bulbs. You get them once a year and you can set a calendar. You know, I ordered them, I got them, set a calendar, get them the next year. It helps you remember, oh, you know, we need to be doing this every year and I'm getting these new lights and all of this is provided by Focus on Energy and your utility. It's important to remember that the utilities in Wisconsin are the ones who are helping with this. They are actually trying to reduce energy costs. They also don't want to build new energy plants. Fantastic. Well, you heard it here, folks. Focus on energy marketplace.com. Get your free packs and learn more about Focus on Energy and how you can become a more green and sustainable Wisconsinite. So, Ron, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Ooh, I get to do the review of the week. Ooh. Heck yeah. I feel so lucky. <laughs> uh, this week's review comes from D7.3 which <laughs> might be an Android. Who is knows? Is that a radio station? <laughs> the title is Makes My Workday So Much Better. I drive yeah. for work and listen anytime I can. You have brought back so many memories of my childhood, and I've also learned so many new things. I've gotten one of my friends listening, too, so we can collaborate and decide what our next adventure is. Well, if that just doesn't Music sound like the ideal ears. situation to us, Absolutely. I don't know what it is. Thank you, say. D7.3. Yes, thank and you, also, D. Keep, ta- keep telling your friends. Keep sharing the yes. podcast. I was going to say keep I thought tagging. you said Q-tip for a second. No, I was <laughs> combining tagging us on social media and telling your friends in one Just word. Um, <laughs> keep it up. I, you guys, someone's going to fire me from podcasting pretty soon, I swear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, no, keep telling your friends. Get them hooked. Get it involved. And then, yeah, tag us on social where you guys are adventuring. I run our social page. I think it's so cool when people tag us in the things that, like, the restaurants we recommend or the hiking trails we talk about. So it's the coolest thing ever. So please keep keep that up. Mm-hmm. All right, so make sure you not only join us next week for our next episode, but this coming Thursday, we're hitting you with a bonus episode. Whoa! Dave, what kind of sound effect can you give us for how excited we are about our first bonus episode on Thursday? Oh, I got you. I got you right here. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just got a text. Hang on. Oh, no, that's (laughs) that's our bonus episode. Okay. Oh my gosh! Very I wanted exciting, like a, huh? I wanted like cheers and crowds. Okay, all right. Well, that's all I got on, for you. Join us on Thursday and on Tuesday, cabin listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as we get ready to wind things down, a message here from the All of Us Research Program: Insulin, Penicillin, the Heart Transplant. All of these medical breakthroughs were thanks to research. Research made possible with the help of volunteers, and that's where you come in. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people from across the U.S. to share their unique health information because the more data researchers have, the faster they can find the next health breakthrough. But there can be no breakthroughs without research. 
And there's no research without you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode, today's episode <laughs> of The Cabin was hosted by me, Eric Paulson, Dave Janice, and Susan Foch, with guest host Kelly Wilde, produced by Susan and Audio Day, with video editing by Quinn Savinak, and social media by Susan and Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave a review. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. of small businesses that experience a cyber attack will go out of business within six months of being attacked. The Cybersecurity Center for Business, hosted by UW-Whitewater, wants to help make the business ecosystem of Wisconsin more secure. The CCB was built around the concept of educating and giving our businesses awareness of what's happening and not happening in the cybersecurity world right now. It was established to be a program that could help small businesses better understand the risks that are involved in cybersecurity these days. So many of our businesses are unaware of what's happening in the cybersecurity world. More businesses are being attacked every single day because the smaller businesses open up the doors to our large businesses, including government. The Cybersecurity Center for Business is home to the Acuity Cyber Defense Range, a cutting-edge tool for students and businesses to experience genuine hacking scenarios in real time and learn to detect, respond, and recover from the latest attacks firsthand. Here at University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, we're very focused on experiential learning. And so this is going to be an experiential learning component that very few students across the country are getting access to right now. And then when we take that learning and incorporate it into our business community across the state, it's going to offer this opportunity to make our entire business ecosystem in the state safer. Many of UW-Whitewater's students in computer science and related fields have begun to take notice of the potential that careers in cybersecurity offer. So cybersecurity in general was kind of the god-tier, kind of like unreachable goal at one point or another for me. As I got a little closer to it and I realized, huh, I might actually be able to do this, it was kind of like, okay, let's go all in. I want to learn everything I can about this. It's been a lot of fun to kind of explore it as a new viewer. Cybersecurity is probably going to be one of the most important areas in the business world if it's not already there. I mean, internet is the lifeblood of the modern day, and cybersecurity is the one thing that prevents you from having all of your stuff taken away nowadays. And now you know your Wisconsin.